The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. You're listening to In The Corner with Benny Mac. Unfiltered, uncensored and unforgiving. Here's the man in the corner, Benny Mac. Not many days are left until WrestleMania. Episode 45 of In The Corner, I am of course Benny Mac. And it's always good fun to do these shows when my unofficial co-host joins me from across the pond. I'm very much looking forward to talking to him about what's been happening this last week in WWE. And some stuff that may not be happening. Um, Tyler, how are you buddy? I'm doing fantastic, Benny. It's always great to join you, my friend, my my tag team partner across the pond, if you will. Feeling oozy today. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm feeling very oozy. It's raining here. It's it's a nasty day, but hey, I can't complain. Any day that you can wake up's a, a blessing, and it it's always a joy to join the great Benny Mac and be in the corner. I hope I'm in his corner. How about that? Uh, well, we do, all we need now is Mr. Mr. Cy Powell to be the, uh, the the Mr. Paul Heyman, as we keep saying every time yeah, we're on. Uh, we, we do need, need him to, to rejoin us, or, or even if it's you, he's our special counsel, the, the great <laughs> Cy Powell. Got to compliment him. I'm, I'm still waiting for my check, Cy. There you go. <laughs> there you go, isn't there? Uh, yeah, so episode 45 of In The Corner. Um, we are actually coming out on time this week. It's been a bit sporadic the last couple of weeks, so I appreciate everybody sticking around and hitting the follow and you know and you know downloading and listening. And hopefully you're all enjoying the shows, the ones that have come out anyway. But yeah, Tyler's back uh, this week and hopefully next week because we've got WrestleMania. Um, I am. We've got WrestleMania predictions to put in, two days' worth of wrestling to talk through. Although... As I say at the top of the show here, and something you brought to my attention, which is quite bad, I suppose, but in a sense of what we will get into it, which we were before we came on the air, but the fact that Bray and Lashley may not be happening now. Um, I don't need, I mean, you you know a bit more than I do on this one, actually, because as I was saying, I mean, we had a couple of little snippets the last couple of weeks ago, but we haven't really had anything by either. Um, And to be fair, Tyler, the fact you had to bring it to my attention, I know we weren't overly buzzing about the whole like Omos, Brock, and Lashley, and you know Bray to a degree, but because the way oh, it was we, set we were up. Not. But the fact that I didn't notice that neither were on the show is quite bad on my part. So I know I wasn't looking forward to it, but what the? I mean, you know more than I do, kind of. I mean, anything you can throw at us? So what's going on with Bray and Lashley then? Because it looks like it might not be happening. Yeah, well, WrestleBuddy learned. Uh, well, this according to Dave Meltzer, I know he's got his critics. But he, he does get information somewhere you can buy it or not. But from a report they, they put out, and this is how come I, I became aware of it, Bray Wyatt could have been pulled from WrestleMania, what Melser was putting. I mean, it looks to me like he's – I mean, he doesn't want to say – I'm going to kind of paraphrase some of this because it kind of doesn't make sense to me. But it looks like he's off the show, but it also looks like he's – you know, just off of WrestleMania because they're not mentioning his name. See, Meltzer, not to disparage him, but it, some of what he writes doesn't make sense. I have to kind of paraphrase if I'm having to copy a quote from yeah, him, yeah, if I course. want to be transparent. But but it looks like he, he could have even been ill. I've heard other reports, you know, fightful. Maybe it was creative issues. Maybe it was something else. It, it This just gets confusing, even for me when I'm in this line of work. I'll, I'll just be honest with you. So <laughs> you, you'll get secondhand, thirdhand, fourthhand information. It, it can leave you perplexed. Uh, looking for more answers than questions realistically but it looks like maybe bray white may not be wrestling even though i mean you got to watch smackdown benny i I just somebody i think shared it on social media I, i only caught little bits and pieces of the friday night program by wwe but it appears that maybe they still tease Wyatt's involvement so maybe it's not completely off the lashley or bray match or maybe bray still does something even if it's not quote a match yeah, I mean, who really knows? So th- there's just been a lot of conflicting reports. It, it doesn't mean these websites are doing anything bad. Sometimes they do, if we're going to be honest. But out of respect to the website I write for, we we try our best to, uh, of course, you know, have integrity. And uh, th- that's all we really know. I didn't mean to go lengthy, but it you know it deserves the proper respect and attention. That way, we can make the clarification. 
because it, it's all trying to get to the bottom of, of these investigations as far as uh, w- what's going on with Bray Wyatt. It seems to be a reoccurring theme, and it's unfortunate. Because I've told you, I've been critical of Wyatt. You have, even though you, you've been a fan of his, with whether it's Lashley and him having a match at WrestleMania. But I would sure like to see Bray have a moment at WrestleMania. As much as I may not get into his character, there was hope when he came out at Extreme Rules, but lately with the Uncle Howdy stuff, even at first, that was intriguing to me. But i got to be honest, I've been very critical. But I would still like to see him get a moment. Now, it's a shame if he's ill or well wishes to Mr. Wyatt. But, uh, you know, what What do you think, Benny? I, I don't mean to, because this is your show, and I want to throw it back to you. No, man, no, don't, don't worry about that. No, um, to be honest, like I said, I wasn't overly keen on the whole uh, Bray-Lashley thing, because for him to call out either Brock or Lashley, and whoever wins, I'll come after, you better run. It's like, why, though? There, there was no rhyme or reason for it. And there's been a lot of coherent storytelling since, you know, for, since, you know since Extreme Rules. Maybe a bit before, but overall, it's been generally been pretty good programming in terms of consistency. Uh, there's been a few anomalies here and there, but generally, but this is the biggest one because I think oh, you're right. I was a fan of Bray coming back. Uh, I loved his return at Extreme Rules. Um, nerded out big time over that. Um, was hopeful then, I guess, that things were going to be going to be good. And obviously, yes, you know, you got to give things time, as we say a lot on this show, obviously, but. Sometimes time is not enough, <laughs> but I don't know what's going on at the moment in terms of him being. Is it if he's ill, like you said? You know, as our power. You know, I'll um, mirror what you said in that. Sorry, but uh, in a case of you know, hopefully gets well soon. But I remember l- linking in with this. I read a report about Alexa Bliss being off uh, at the moment, but she put out. I think it was on Instagram, possibly that nobody's called me. They know where I am, so I don't know what's going on. And obviously, we saw Uncle Howdy attack Lashley not long ago. Um, we we did, and there's nothing since. So <laughs> it's hard it's to know very, what's going on with that. It's very like. confusing. Yeah, it's it's an anomaly. Yeah, I think that's a perfect word and way to describe it. Yeah, I've also you know heard where Bliss went back on that too. I, I did see the Instagram report where she's like, you know, she was calling out a lot of the reports about it. So it's. It's very uh, mind-boggling what's going on, and who knows if this could just be a, another storyline. I mean, it's wrestling, so we we have no idea. There is always those moments. Isn't there yeah, where we're, you... we're only doing what we're, you know, any of us can do. It's just speculate. Speculate, yeah. Uh, that's what we can do, really. Um, it would be a shame not to see either Lashley or Bray at Mania in some rhyme or fact. The match, I'm not going to lie, I'm not overly bothered with in a sense of that. Maybe that's why it's kind of fallen by the wayside. Omos and Brock, I wasn't, I'm starting to sort of go, this could be quite interesting based on their last, um, obviously their last um, encounter encounter was, uh, was actually quite um, interesting to be honest, in a sense of (laughs) the fact that I know I didn't, I know it didn't quite go to plan, but obviously Omos just shoved out Brock out the ring and Brock walked away. So that leaves a nice little, like you don't want to give away the F5 on Omos. Uh, you know, on Raw, no disrespect no, to Raw. You you, you you no, but you want to say that for the big show. So, assuming that's, you know, that looks like it's going ahead. That looks like it's playing forward. Um, obviously, Omos was in in, um, in in action, is the word I'm trying to get out on Raw this past week, against, um, oh, what's his name? Mustafa Ali. Mustafa uh, Ali. I mean, yeah. there's, there's another guy right there floundering a little bit at the moment. But then he also had Dolph Ziggler watching the match as it was happening. Not that it lasted long. Um but so is, there's, that. yeah, yeah that's, there's a bit more going on there, possibly. But um, just quickly going back to Wyatt and everything, they've been obviously teasing with uh, Alexa, like doing the whole Bray thing and having them, you know, the moth appear up on the screen with her a few times. And then we haven't seen her. And like I said, seeing these other reports on like social media, she sees she saying stuff like, you know, they know where I am. So have they? intentionally all been is there so we don't know so we're not involved in the creative of it obviously but obviously maybe they've just been sidelined yeah, they're, they're not calling us are they exactly uh we know come on mate the twitter the twitter's got 85 followers i know we're getting up there with the numbers on the actual <laughs> on the network and stuff but our actual followers are 85 we are getting there we're almost in triple digits but hey, yeah, hey, w- yeah we're, we're getting you're, you're getting there man <laughs> yeah. i mean I, I don't even mean it and like that I'm, I'm just saying it it's not like triple h or road dogs like <laughs> hey tyler benny hey wh- what's the, the next idea for this angle <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> yeah. yeah hell no yeah. that's not happening mm-hmm. um 
but yeah, no, it, it's a shame that uh, Bray Wyatt's thing come back hasn't been as good. But I'm sorry, but when you we've got, well, I know we're going to harp on about this a little bit, but a Mountain Dew blackout match thing all go oh, like I boy. said like visually like I said I know you weren't a fan of it but visually I liked the concept but I think it was a bit too far that way of gimmicky I guess looking back at it I watched it back recently and actually you know at, at the time I was just called I was I think I was more blinded by the fact that the uh, the black light no I was more <laughs> blinded by the <laughs> fact that Bray was in action again it was just cool to see him in the ring again when actually you break it down, yeah, it was cool to see the characters and make an appearance and stuff, but the Mountain Dew pitch black match, you know, as we said at the time, Helena Sal, Hershey's Sal, yeah, do you know? So there, there was always the sponsor. Yeah, I, yeah. I was trying to black that match out of my mind, Benny. Yeah, I, I'm going to so, have to disagree. Of course, I, I made my feelings known, so Benny knows this. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, definitely. Anybody listening to the show knows this. So it's just a case of, um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, you and, got and, me and, no, and you're right, though. To be fair, Tyler, I wasn't, you know, at the time it was more of a, I liked the fact that he was back in the ring. Watching it back is not good. Um, I liked the visual initially. Did we need to have that black light on for the entire match? No. Would have been cool to see that mask. Maybe if the screen, the, the during that match, maybe it all went pitch black and actually went dark. And then the, the, the black light comes on and he's got that mask on, that new mask, and it's glowing. Visually, it would have been a lot better, I think, rather than having it consistently blacklit the entire time. Um, play into it a bit more. I know it's meant to be a pitch black match, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that, does it? You know, um, maybe yeah, I don't know. It's just too much. I, I think they tried too much with it. I I, I get Bray had is always going to be unique in, in whatever match he does, especially regarding his character, whatever incarnation it may be. I just I, I did feel bad for LA Knight because he, here's a guy that they're positioning. He, he's getting over, and you would think, oh, this is cool. Him and Bray working together and. Uh, the result is, uh, it just, it messed for me. I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it I mean, I get the concept. I get the money for the sponsorship. The only thing, I, I was going to come at it comedic, Benny. Why didn't the fans get a free Mountain Dew or pitch black Mountain Dew? That, that, now, that would have been a treat. Bray just handing out everybody a, a, a daggum <laughs> soft drink and saying, here you go. There's the well, finish. Even, even I beat him. Uncle Howdy jumps out and, and things explode. And <laughs> by goodness, instead of getting slimed, you'll just get a bunch of Mountain Dew. You, you thirsty? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to be yeah. funny, but I, I get what you're saying. It, it just, it could have been I don't better. Know. It, it was disappointing. It could have been executed better. I'm with you. Is it as bad as zombies attacking Miz during the pandi- pandemic era? Oh, no. no. That, that, that was bad. No, I don't <laughs> know if it was that. Yeah, that's true. That's pretty bad. And Scotty Too Hotty was a zombie. Let's not forget. He was. Uh, was he? I didn't know that. Pictures. I think there's evidence. Yeah. And I oh, like Scotty God. Too Hotty. But that wasn't too cool, Scotty. With all due respect, yeah. that just wasn't. <laughs> Okay. Uh, nice play on words there. Um, Let me talk yeah, it was. To you. The uh, the LA LA night as well. I didn't. <laughs> I found this out recently that I used to yeah. date Becky Lynch as well, which is like, what the hell? Where did, where did that come from? Um, before she yeah, was well, married, no, he, he, he denied that, but uh, evidently they must have. Or at least they were very. I they mean, were close really at one went point. Off on somebody, yeah. Maybe they were close at some. It doesn't matter anyway. Off topic completely. I think it, it, yeah, it's not my business, anyways. What they do. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's off topic, but hey, it, it's hard not to mention it. it still ties into LA Nights. So, All right, let's move on. Let, yeah, let's move on to some good stuff. Hopefully, um, I don't know. I know you didn't <laughs> see much of SmackDown, but um, at WrestleMania, evidently, we are going to have Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus versus Gunter for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania. What are your thoughts on this one? Um, You know, I mean, obviously we're going to do our predictions next week a bit more, but, um, you know, I mean, what's your thought process with this and uh, are you looking forward to it? I'm looking forward to it knowing, you know, with respect to you guys over in the UK, having that clash of the castle, the battle those two guys had when uh, speaking of Seamus and Gunther, and I can't say Gunther is fancy. Benny gets the pronunciation perfectly, folks. If you hear me, I'm butchering it. But I, <laughs> I will say it's going to be a, a great match. I like having Drew in it because I think that that makes it fair. Drew, to me, has got robbed of so many moments. And it's not been on the fault of the WWE. It's just you think of the pandemic era. He was the champion. He didn't get that that crowd. And I've always felt bad for the Scottish I warrior. I think a lot of us feel bad that, for that Drew. respect, not, yeah. yeah. So, so, so he'll get, you know, what if he, he if he gets a chance he he may become intercontinental champion i'm not going to give my predictions just yet like no, i said we're going to wait next week and uh but i think it's going to be a great match it's going to be very physical uh, i love that they put gunther 
with uh, not only Seamus, but Drew. And I know people are going to go, oh, it's a lazy booking. It's a lazy finish. Not really in this uh, regard, because why not let these three guys just just beat the living tar out of each other? And let's mm. just tear the house down in L.A. and give these guys their, their opportunity to shine and yeah. have a WrestleMania moment where Drew gets it with the crowd and where we can relive some of the Seamus and Gunther crowd reaction. But I got to say, with all due respect to my American comrades, you UK fans were incredible during that match. It made me get excited. So that's <laughs> that's how much love I'm sharing for the UK. You can tell I'm sucking up big time to Benny and everybody, but I don't care. I mean it. I, I love you all. The passion's infectious. I, th- I thought we were passionate over here. But my goodness. Uh, yeah, we don't get it as much as you guys, though, do we? So, you know, when we, when you are here, it's like a big yeah. party for us. So, you know, well, hopefully. And, you know, I don't always put, you know, put it together, but that's a great point. Yeah, that is a fantastic uh, observation. But yeah, no, I mean, in terms of the booking, you know, obviously there's a fatal five way, I think it was. And then Drew and Seamus got a respective pinfall at the same time with two referees counting that referee syncing up to count at exactly the same time was perfect they just obviously and, we, and the crowd were into it the crowd were tran- chanting triple threat that you know last week but this past week um just gone obviously they dragged it out another week to have a one-on-one match psychology wise it makes no sense the referees counting almost to 10 and then gunther gets involved and gets them disqualified has he not watched wrestling before? You get your two opponents, you know, if you have a number one contenders match and you cause a DEQ so there's no contender, you're going to have a match. And so Adam Pearce coming out. And again, something I've said before with you, Tyler, and I've said it a fair few times on this show, I like the fact we're seeing Adam Pearce a bit more in a sense of, not necessarily, I like Adam Pearce, I think he's all right, but what I mean is we're seeing that authority figure come out, make matches or behind the scenes make matches. Yeah, me too. So I like that now. We're getting a bit more continuity and, you know, somebody's clearly the person that books matches, even though, you know, it's a, you know, I, you know, I know he does have backstage. You know what I we mean? At least terms- see. Yeah, we at least know he's there. Exactly. So the fact that he came out and made it in triple threat, um, it's just a, we all knew, oh, I say we all knew, there isn't many, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know what everything's going to happen. This is where we have these conversations and we try and figure it out and have fun doing it. But it was obvious this was going to be a triple threat to me. It just they just dragged it out an extra week, <laughs> so um, to get to you know to get to where we're going to yeah, they, next they week. Like, Let's just have a match. Let the ref count. So and then Gunther and jump in. Yeah, and do a drop it, it was a little then, bit. You know, yeah, it, it could and have been a bit Pierce better. Can say, oh, WrestleMania, it's going to be a triple threat match. Yeah, of course yeah. that turned into Vince McMahon. For of course some it reason. did. But, okay. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't worry about yeah. it. But, but yeah, Cal, that's good. I want Gunther, Sheamus, <laughs> Drew McIntyre. Actually, that sounds more like Triple H, but Vince could probably do it. Uh, um, anyway, moving on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. it was uh, no, it was cool to see those two go at it. Um, the Charlotte Flair Rhea Ripley thing hasn't grabbed me overly. I like Rhea Ripley. Um, but the whole feud thing hasn't quite grabbed me, but it's still good. I think it'll be a good match at Mania. Um, I think it's going to be a great match, and I'll tell you, well, I'm going to save that for the predictions. I was about yeah, to get yeah, carried away. And to, yeah, I better stop. I better put the brakes on. Well, I suppose on. if you I'm want to... I'm ahead of myself. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. If, if you wanted to, I mean, I gave away one a couple of weeks ago, didn't I, with Austin Theory to beat Cena, so that's my prediction, yeah, and I'm sticking with it. You, you did, because so, Cena really drew the ire of Benny. I mean, he really, <laughs> to where he's all theory, man. And I, I can see his point. Hey, I mean, town I, down, being bitch. fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, even Benny went to social media. He he was getting to the Twitter machine. He was all hot. I, I saw his reaction. I was like, man, look, look at Benny. He is, <laughs> this has really got him fired up. And I'm all for it because I'm going to be into this. Benny's is what, what's good for business. I'm going to be into and, that uh, because of uh, for for Austin Theory to win. So we'll see what happens. I mean, if you want to give one away, you certainly can. You don't have to right this second, but if you wanted to preempt one, we got a lot of matches to cover um, at some point. So you know, it's up to you. I'll just say this: I won't give it away, but I'll say Rhea has has been dominant, and absolutely. Uh, you know, they they, they positioned her uh, very well. But uh, you're just going to have to stay tuned to next week because uh, we want to leave you with some surprises. Absolutely. There you go. I mean, earlier yeah. in the night then, uh, Judgment Day, uh, in terms of the members of Rhea Ripley, Dominic Mysterio defeated Legado da Fantasma in uh, Zelina Vega and Santos Escobar. Uh, not a bad match, actually, to be honest. I enjoyed this mix. I don't really enjoy mixed tags overly because of the... I'm not saying a man should beat up a woman or vice versa, but because it's a competitive nature... Sometimes I think it, it limits what you can do in these matches. It takes away. So um, that's my only gripe about that, really. But it was a good match. 
And then obviously we saw um, Rhea turn back up a bit later with Dom and Charlotte, and it, you know it all kicked off basically, which was quite a good tussle to be honest. Normally these tussles they do to build up and a bit like cheesy, but this was actually quite good. Yeah. I, I like the interaction between Dominic and Charlotte, even though it needs to be Rhea with Flair. You know, Dominic is he's so funny. I mean, he's so good where he's got heat, but you can kind of laugh and but yet take it seriously with him. He he's got quite the dynamic going for him. You know, this prison Dom uh, part of his character and. You know, I thought Charlotte was about to hit him, but but then that allowed Rhea, because I did see some of the highlights where she just got Charlotte, and that's what started the brawl, you know. I think it was more distracted by Charlotte's uh, outfit, to be honest. If you, if you haven't seen the clip, I, I don't know what oh, was yeah, going she's on. she's wearing the yellow or something. Yeah, yeah it was interesting. Uh, <laughs> it was a bit well, weird Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say what I was going to say, because uh, uh, never mind. Let's just move on. But yeah, don't, get anyway. in tr- don't get yourself in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> don't get yourself in trouble, for goodness oh, sake. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really distracted. I'll tell you, when I see a Rio or a Charlotte or, or a lot of them, I, I get distracted. But that's for another conversation. Yeah, sorry, so. what? Who, who are you? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, who, who is this person again? What, who is he? <laughs> Tyler? Okay. Um, uh, something I meant to, meant to mention, because you said about uh, uh, butchering it earlier or something, um, is that um, apparently I'm reading online that uh, uh, Butch might be reverting back to Pete Dunne sooner rather than later um i have heard that as well and uh, i am actually all for that i hope uh, we do see pete dunn return i mean you could still go like pete butch dunn for a while maybe it could be like a you know you know hey pete butch dunn yeah yeah yeah. come over here Um, okay break his fingers will you yeah i just Uh. never understood the the character change because I understand when you bring somebody in from say say somebody from AEW comes over and they can't use a certain name so they go they come up with a different name. We all know it's it's like Dean Ambrose going to AEW. We know him as Dean Ambrose, but he's known as John Moxley in AEW. Now, if he ever came back to WWE, would he be Dean Ambrose again or would he be John Moxley? That's one of those ones where actually I can see it going either way. But the fact that Pete Dunne competed in the UK tournament, NXT UK, NXT as Pete Dunne, was the United Kingdom champion as Pete Dunne, and then he came to the main roster as Butch. Um, I just think, I don't, I don't quite get it, because it's in, under the same umbrella, so I don't really understand the, the logic there, but I'm sure there's Why a reason. Why do you need the, the, the name change? I mean, because everybody would understand this is Pete Dunne. Like you say, he's got such a, a history, in, especially with the United Kingdom, the NXT brand, and just in, in the independents. So I, I'm in agreement with you. My only tease was going to be he was the artist formerly known as Pete Dunne and he as Butch Jones. I mean, who knows? Yeah. That, I mean, that's how. That's why I didn't understand the Butch gimmick. But I guess the logic was I'm I'm trying to understand it for crying out loud. I'm, I still don't. <laughs> but the, is that hey we're we're going to pair him with Seamus and Rich Holland, and uh, you know he's got to be known as something different. That, that's the only thing I can chalk it up to being, but it still uh, has me uh, scratching my head. Why don't you just call him Pete Dunne? Yeah. I mean, the fact that like um, he's done pretty well with the Brawling Brutes, though, to be to be honest. It's been, I quite like the group. You know, it's um, Overall, it's been a good... Uh, I don't know what's going to happen uh, with the group. It seems to be somewhat intact. You still see them together backstage and stuff. We don't see them because of the last few weeks, month, I would say, we've seen Drew and Seamus teaming more with them occasionally, but not as Seamus not with them as much. So I don't really know what's going to happen going forward after this IC title thing. I mean, I'm glad it's triple threat as we were going back earlier. But um, yeah, I, in terms of Pete Dunne, I, I would quite like it to uh, change back personally. I think a lot of fans would. How you do this? Does he disappear for a month or two? Or do they maybe do a thing of like almost like a Kofi Kingston thing when Kofi Kingston dropped his Jamaican accent and then Triple yeah, H was like, "What hey. is Shawn Michaels or Triple H and yeah. said, hey, wait a minute, what, not Jamaican? You Jamaican? Yeah, so maybe yeah. maybe they, they go, you've been calling me Butch this entire time. My name's actually Pete Dunn. You're like, so they could do it something as simple as that, which would be quite they, funny. They could make it a little funny and then he gets all serious, you know, and that yeah, would yeah. be so, quite good. Uh, you know, they maybe make it, you miss him, like you say, and make him go away, repackage, do some videos where you remind them, hey, this is Pete Dunn. This is, you know, it's not just only Butch. This guy's done a lot of stuff. He's accomplished a bit. I would still or like they to could see... just say, oh, sorry, go on. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, or they could, he could come back as Tom Jones Jr. 
I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, oh no, my goodness. He, no. Uh, <laughs> that would it's be It's not unusual for me to I, break your fingers. No, I would <laughs> <laughs> oh, my I was goodness. about to make the same joke, but that's that was very unusual I was going to say, but you did this better joke than me, so that's good, man. Um it's, it's the the thing is we agreed it was unusual. So, <laughs> oh, so you my can say goodness. what you don't, don't, don't go to Pete Dunn and say what's new pussycat for God's sake. No, uh, don't do that for crying out loud. And I, I like Tom Jones. It just don't it doesn't relate to Pete Dunn though. That's no, uh, of course. But I mean maybe um you know, maybe I would like to still see Pete Dunn with the brawling brutes because that could be quite a cool um group still. I think there's a lot more there that could be done. Um we'll see what happens, I guess. Uh, whether that's true or not, I don't know. Obviously this is all yeah, I, I like him as a faction. I mean, I, I think the brawling brutes have been successful. I mean, what was it? Extreme rules that they faced. Who was it? I'm, I'm forgetting now you can help jog my memory, but that was a great match. Oh, crikey. That was a Donnie maybe, Brute match, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and maybe I'm thinking too, of course, that, uh, at war games, my goodness, where they took help take on the bloodline. I mean, so they've had a lot of, Big moments, whether it's been on on the premium live events oh, or the, the, the program. Imperium, Imperium, yeah. they took on. It was yeah, Imperium. It was a good. Match. How could yeah. I forget about yeah, Imperium? Yeah, yeah my God, yeah. my word. Yeah, well, that, bit... that was just a fight. It, it was a Donnybrook. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they 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 celebrated St. Patrick's Day before it. I mean, it was going to happen. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah, it was it was good. Oh, it's, it's, it's weird actually because I was watching the um, the Bloodline stuff that I was telling you about on WWE Network. They got a whole bloodline section if you're in the u.s hopefully it's on peacock but it's or it might even be on youtube because it's like a playlist but but just put together and it's all the moments of the bloodline when it started up to now and even watching the clip of um jay uso saying i don't care i don't give a damn what the tribal chief said and the whole crowd reacting and i'm like oh i remember that and it's only like october so it's not that long ago really and you know the donny brook match and stuff we're talking about was obviously earlier in the year but because wrestling moves so fast <laughs> before you know it no it does well i've said this is the 45th episode of in the corner and we started at um money in the bank in 2022 so not quite a full year for us yet but that seems a, a long time ago <laughs> in terms of yeah, it seems like yeah and it's been a while but it, you forget how time flies it it really does absolutely um I mean, overall, SmackDown was good. i got to mention this. I haven't had a chance to speak to you, but uh, Rey Mysterio the week before was uh, named as he's going into the Hall of Fame this year, um, which is weird for me because he's still active. But then having said that, we've had Hall of Famers come back and have Edge being one of them. Yeah, I mean, so, Beth Phoenix and Elite and Trish, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, I mean, yeah, he deserves to go in. That, that was never a doubt in my mind that he needs to go in. Oh, very well deserving. I mean, he not only his years in the WWE, but think about WCW, ECW, what he's done in Mexico and, you know, everywhere, I, I think, internationally, from what I understand, doing the research. I mean, this guy's is easily one of the best luchadors or, or beyond just lucha libre. The guy's just a, a star. And uh, so he, he definitely is, is worthy of such an honor. I mirror that 100%. Um, what do you think? Obviously, Dominic's been confronting Ray uh, the last couple of weeks. It's not been made official or anything's been said yet, and Ray has said he will not fight his son. But what are your thoughts on this this story? And obviously, it all intersects with Judgment Day. But also, do you think Ray will face Dom at WrestleMania? I think he will. I think they're doing a great job of building this to where it, you know we're getting closer. We're only how many weeks now till WrestleMania? Well, we're literally what? So next, uh, so well, yeah. So it's on the first right. and second, yeah. isn't it, of um, of April? We are on the twenty second I mean, today. Talk about getting quicker or closer to the destination. So we're ten I think, days away from the first think, night. So I think rates get pushed enough, to, especially in that that last promo, and uh, and even the week before, and, and really previously. I mean, this has been. Uh, established for quite a while now and done well, I think, because no father, as much as he knows his son's deserving of the beat down that, you know, cause he's being a punk, he's having an attitude. Uh, you, you don't want to have to face your son, but he's finally pushing uh, Ray to that breaking point. And I think with Ray going into the hall of fame, why not have the match between the father and son? So I, I think we are going to get a match. I, I just, I'm hopeful. I don't know. Do we, do we maybe not have it made official 
until so it would be, I assume, the Friday uh-huh. night at Hall of Fame. I mean, do you carry it over into the Hall of Fame? Do you know what I mean? I don't uh, know whether you do that because obviously that, it's quite a respectful time, obviously, to respect well, these people. So. Yeah, that, that's the the only boundary I, I see. But yeah, you know, there there is a part a part though that's very very compelling. If you don't do something, where Ray's doing his speech, and what if Dom comes up, everything seems okay, and then it goes on to, you know, he he keeps in, antagonizing him to where finally Ray's like. Talk okay, about, it's my Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Talk you know, about and blurring, they, blurring and the like lines. Say, they, they, it's a last-minute deal. You never know. I feel like it's going to happen. I mean, I'm, I mean, if we take if we if we look at it from a purely like as a fan now, like not breaking down story or anything, but how much more can Ray take from a? But for looking at it from a booking standpoint, you know, I feel like it is going to happen. Um, and if you're going to do it. It's, I feel like it has to be mania to a degree, um, but it's obviously, I mean, what a punk Dominic has been in a sense of that. But in terms of the improvement in Dom over the last year, it's been really good. It's, it's been incredible because uh, a lot of us would not suspect that Dominic would have this kind of role. I mean, we all saw the potential, not just that he's Ray's son, but this guy has just. I mean, look at the way the difference. What is it? A year has made. Pretty I mean, much a ever year, since yeah. he's debuted. I mean, whatever it's been, it may have been more than a year. I mean, this guy has impressed. He's got people not liking him, which is great. I mean, he's being the heel at first. It, it took me time to adjust to him because he was such that baby face with being Ray's son and and finally kind of looking youthful. But now he's letting his hair grow out. He's he's joined Judgment Day. That that has been a great thing. And, and being aligned with Rhea and, and Damian Priest and Finn Balor and, yeah. and getting his tail whipped by a lot of the other friends of his dad's because he's you know, they, they are in a way, in a sense, avenging Ray by going after Dominic. But still, it's leading to we still need the match between father and son. So I think psychology-wise, it's been fantastic because, like you said, it's it's been Dom's punk nature, you know, you know antagonizing and really – bashing Ray and calling him even little man, you know, cause I'm a short guy myself, but even knowing how tall, much taller Dom is to uh, Ray. So it's all, it's all been very good. And I, I have just been impressed by his, uh, you know, progression uh, when speaking of Dominic Mysterio. So as a fan, yeah, not even from a booking standpoint, I, I want to see the match. And you would think how many, more times can Ray take this, even if it's your son. You, yeah. you want to teach him some respect, so I, yeah, I yeah. think we ought to get a match. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I, I hope so, to be honest, because it is. Uh, yeah, I think I think it would be good. Um, in terms of Dom on the mic, as you said, um, pretty pretty good to be fair overall. When he talks, he's, I don't. He's I don't. A lot better. Yeah, I don't feel like he's somebody reading a script. But even even if we discount all of that. Because of the way he's treated his father, as soon as he starts talking, it's almost like the Vicky Guerrero, Stephanie McMahon sort of heat. Like, as soon as he starts talking, yeah, the crowd is F- Yeah, yeah, that he's you know, there's the F you Dom or whatever it is they're chanting and or just just booing no, they, him. I mean, they're harsh already. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's getting that reaction that you need as a heel. Uh, he's getting that heat, man. He he's being a heat seeker and he he's doing it so well. Like everybody, whether you could you kind of see through those vignettes where they go to his own home and they're attacking Ray, and you can kind of see through that. But even still, that's still getting enough people to maybe if they don't watch it, and it's like any kind of TV show, they're like, "Hey, wait a minute!" Even if I, I can suspend disbelief, his character's still dislikable. I, I want to see his dad or somebody just whip his ass, man. beat down this kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, the fact yeah. that Santo Escobar, when that group came in, the, the Legada del Fantasma the respect they have for Ray of the Luchador and all that kind of stuff. They've kind of, I wouldn't say they've turned fully, I wouldn't say the crowd is definitely like a hundred percent behind them as uh, good guys. And, you know, but the fact that they've turned and they've got someone to sort of, like you said, do some of, um, uh, to at least have uh, Dominic sort of have a bit of a beat down in matches. Although generally they do Dominic Mysterio and judgment day as a whole come out on top at the moment. So, it's yeah. going to be interesting. I'm just wondering how, because my only thing was, if they're going to do it, I suppose they have to do it on SmackDown this where this coming week. Because, uh, 
Yeah, I would think SmackDown is going to, you know, tell us a lot, just like with the uh, following Raw as well. Uh, but I, I like the fact that, you know, Escobar is standing with Ray because I didn't think about the, the Lucha Libre history that, that Santos has with his own dad. Yeah. And, and we've seen this in professional wrestling. It's been a big thing and it's very honorable. And having Selena Vega with uh, the whole group, like you mentioned, it, it's kind of neat because Ray does need some help. And and you didn't really uh, put Escobar with Rey Mysterio, but they exchanged the mask, and then he saw how Dominic was treating his dad. So even people that admire Ray are not very uh, pleased with Dominic's behavior toward his dad. So it, it's pretty neat. Uh, yeah, they're not completely, I think, face yet, but maybe they're they're getting positioning them to be more face because, to me, Judgment Day is your villain group, and they're over as the villains, and why not? Maybe it's time for Escobar and his group to in Vega to actually become more faces now. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I think I think the whole Legada da Fantasma group. Um, we haven't seen enough of them, but I think it's quite a cool the way they were initially presented. I thought was quite cool. Um, what how they go from here, I don't really know. Are they going to stay? I thought it was great. Yeah, it was quite a nice little. I felt like because obviously the Bloodline story, which has essentially been going since twenty twenty. <laughs> Um, you know, I mean, I mean that, that is hard to fathom. I had to look at that three years so far. That storyline has been just uh, from its start, doing yeah, some ama- amazing things, yeah, 100%. Um, like I said, if you haven't seen it, ladies and gents, I'm not a shield, I'm not pushing. You know, if you've got it, I would it's on the WWE network, I'm assuming it's on YouTube as well. But you can watch the whole like bloodline story in sort of clip form, there's no narration, it's just looking back at these moments up until I think. Um, I think up to maybe a couple of weeks ago. Um, so it's relatively new, you know what I mean? So, but it was quite cool to rewatch it. And, you know, and in terms of the bloodline, it's a nice little segue here, actually. Um, no, I, I need to check it out myself. And I, I was just going to go real quick, briefly to back to Legato del Fantasma. Okay. To, to your point, the, the videos they were doing when they were first getting on the main roster with Selena Vega, and you see Escobar sitting in the chair with the two guys behind him, I thought that was very well executed. It, it was almost like a good Latin mom movie. I mean, yeah, you, that's you could I take these were... guys as legit, especially if they were going to be healed. But now as faces, they could still be smooth, but you couldn't really probably go that direction, if was, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no, it's the way that they dress, the way that they talk is what makes people dislike them as well as what they do so yeah of course um yeah as i say nice nice little segue there to the bloodline but um we at the start of the show on smackdown this past week we had um Rhodes, uh, cody Rhodes trying to play counselor to the um to uh owens and zane uh owens still was like i'm done with you know basically said no and walked off um but the way the show ended uh basically Thanks to KO, with a bit, a bit of help from KO, Sami Zayn um, managed to sort of like, you know, stand tall. And then there was a hug moment, which the crowd absolutely popped for to see KO and Sami oh, Zayn together. Yeah, they, it was over. I mean, that talk about a hug being over. That was it. The fact that it was a hug <laughs> and the crowd exploded like that, it was really good. I mean, like it with this, I can you can kind of see it coming, but because of the way things have panned out in the past in terms of Jay and Sammy not long not long prior to this I'm waiting for that sort of like low blow from somebody but it didn't come but it was a cool moment to see these two together which uh, leads me nicely into into raw um they basically challenged the Usos for the uh, undisputed uh, tag team titles at WrestleMania um there was a bit of a no but then Jay goes yeah we're going to do it we can take out these two guys at once um for me, I don't know about yourself, there's a lot to unpack here because I think there's a lot more going on than we realize, maybe, but we'll see. <laughs> but um, what sure. are your thoughts about KO uh, and Sammy be... coming back together? Oh, I, I thought it was great. I, I think that's what they've kind of been teasing us with. And, and I like how you said that, you know, Jay was teasing us before he agreed to the match. I think that's always important and a good element to anything uh, regarding these type of matchups. But why not? It's WrestleMania. It'd be great to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn 
teaming together. Uh, whether they win, I'm going to save that for prediction. Like I say, it, yeah, it's so easy to try to think ahead, and I, I don't want to do that right now. Uh, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was another fantastic opening segment. I know everybody's like, oh, you're just, it's because of Bloodline. It's because Sammy. It's because of KO. Yes, it is. Okay. I can't help it. It's it's because it's been that good. It's a, it's a credit to these people. And we, uh, we want to see how this, we want to see how this story ends. Is it going to be yeah, Mania? Or, yeah, is right. it, or is it going to be SummerSlam? We have no idea of knowing at this point. There's so many theories uh, I have in my head. <laughs> but but I, I like how you, not only the hug on SmackDown led to it, you, you talked about Cody already, so I don't want to belabor that. I, I was just going to say I love how it, it, it got us uh, started on Raw, and it was uh, – of course, all these guys can talk. I, I, you know, the Usos have improved as far as their promos as well. I think it's brought out the best in everybody, not only the Bloodline storyline, but even this uh, back and forth between KO and Sammy. It, it's been tremendous. I think everybody involved, whether it would be Drew McIntyre, uh, Sheamus, or, you know, at this point, Cody Rhodes, um, Sammy, KO, uh, the Usos. I mean, look where Jay and Jimmy were two years ago i'm not saying they were bad but obviously jimmy had issues does still kind of have them a little bit he had also had to have knee surgery at one point so roman was being pushed as that you know maybe three years four years ago at this point but was being pushed as the baby face but the fans were generally sort of booing him i'm not saying he wasn't getting cheers but it was very polarizing and now you know i mean after what happened at rumble i would say 100 percent roman is a heel now whereas before all that stuff went He was kind of getting cheered a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it was yeah. a bit of the two, whereas at the moment I would say he's full heel. And I've said it before on this show, and I'm sure others may agree, they may not agree. I think we and you have both agreed with this, but correct me if I'm wrong in a moment, but this whole, yes, there's been Sammy, there's been KO and Drew, and all these people trying to take down the bloodline. Ultimately, I think when the bloodline does come to an end, because it will, it's going to be from within, and I believe it's going to be from Jay Uso, and it's going to be stem all the way back to 2020, the way Roman treated Jay. Um, the way he, he made him feel little, like he yeah. wasn't good enough. I think that surfaces. That, that's another great point, Benny, because like we were talking about with Dominic Mysterio and Ray uh, Mysterio as well, how much uh, verbal abuse can you take and even the physical abuse? Remember yeah. how viciously uh, he got attacked. What was it, the hell in the cell? where it was uh, Jay and Roman, and, and man, it was finally Jimmy had to come in and say stop. You know, but yeah, that's enough. They, but this- Roman, was, uh, Roman was, I use this in air quotes now, was quiet, crying. But then because uh, Jay wouldn't quit, he then grabbed hold of Jimmy, put him into that guillotine, and Jay quit because of Jimmy. Very similar to what we saw with Edge and Beth in the Judgment Day at Extreme Rules this past year, but... It's it was where, where there's there's uh, some empathy, just enough for that moment, and then you you turn on the unforgiveness, and it's yeah, uh, yeah. still chair shot to Beth Phoenix. I mean, it's those kind of moments that just that's what sells you on the story. Yeah, I, definitely. But it, I, I, I again, it's hard to know at the moment. I mean, we won't know until it, until it WrestleMania. It's very difficult it, it, because uh, you you don't you don't realize what directions it can go. I know we sound like a broken record, but it's true. It's I hard, mean, yeah. Where's this going to go? Yeah. I mean, I one mean, way you could do it, you know, and I don't want to say this is a consolation prize by any stretch, but what say Roman wins at Mania. Let's say the, I, I would say okay. let, the one way it goes, Usos lose the tag titles. That frees Jay up and maybe Roman gets pissed that they've lost and then Roman's still champion. Meanwhile, maybe they reinforce the brand split, which they're not doing at the moment, and that's fine. I'm actually liking the way it's going at the moment. I know I've griped about it before, but the fact we're seeing others on other shows now, um, and they're not saying, although they do have the graphic come up saying they're a SmackDown person, so it's a bit, it's a bit, still a bit confusing. But however they right. go with this, now my logic is that maybe after Mania, it maybe the borders close between the brands, so they can't do that anymore. Maybe Raw needs a champion because Roman does win maybe roman does disappear for a month or two uh but we can still facilitate this story via jay and jimmy and all in solo and all this and paul Heyman. but meanwhile mm-hmm. on raw maybe now when roman comes back he has one bout and he is the undisputed universal wwe channel wwe universal champion or whatever um maybe we bring back a, an old an old bout for raw to be the i don't know be the for the raw champion for raw but I feel like if the Usos lose the tag titles, Roman 
maybe that maybe at WrestleMania they all lose, but let's just say the Usos lose. It frees up Jay not to be buckled. Or I know he's always going to go back to his brother, but it's not going to be at. He can pursue singles titles. Is what I'm getting at. So whether this leads into no, whether this leads into Roman and Jay finally, because I feel that needs to happen at some point. Yeah, I think there's unfinished business. Now you're on to something. I think there's definitely still some issues, and I think well. Uh, I'm going to say because we had got to that part of Raw, but I think it, everything you're saying and and people that don't follow the bloodline or anything on WWE TV or the house shows, this is all relatable, folks. This is what makes it so good. What what you're laying, what Benny's laying out, what we're what we're discussing. I mean, all this is possible. Yeah, it's uh, again. I don't know. It's uh, just I've got so many theories. There's so many ways they could go with this, and I think that's what makes it why you need to well, it see makes it, it fun. <laughs> yeah it makes it fun um well and hey that, that's all we we ever can get benny is ideas i mean to how we think it's going to go and like i've said I, I don't blame wwe for hearing our our ideas and going oh this is we're going to go the opposite we're just fooling <laughs> with you guys you maybe so, so maybe so yeah yeah um, but, you know we, we never know uh something I, I am enjoying at the moment i don't know whether you are the Otis and the uh, the Chad Gable <laughs> stuff. Um, well, uh, there's there's moments I'm enjoying, others I'm not. Like with anything, it, it, but Otis is funny. I got to say, him and Maxine Dupree. Uh, I got to say, I would I'd be uh, it'd be hard not to uh, take her up on an offer. Uh-oh. Uh oh. But I, I, w- I would tell you, you know, Chad what? Gable's great. I think I think this is the moment he uh, maybe him and Otis break up, and I hate to say it, or maybe they still get together because we we saw it on Raw. I mean, what what's your thoughts on it? I, I'm still waiting to see how this thing plays out. I think ultimately, for me, um, I mean, seeing Otis in the glasses and the hair slicked back and the jacket, and so I was laughing my ass off at it. To be honest, he's. The, well, o- I mean, I mean, it's laughable because yeah, yeah. I mean, Otis is so good. He's he, good. And he convinces you. He's he, good he in the ring and he's good outside the ring. So I do like him. He's he, he's a good. He, I, I, this goes back to the heavy machinery days in NXT, um, the stuff that was happening around Gargano and Alistair Black and him being called into the office for William Regal and then William Regal's trying to find out who's took out Alistair Black and. Anybody that follows NXT would have known back, you know, who watched it would have known it was uh, Johnny Gargano. Um, but um, Otis losing his shit and going, it was me, it was me, I didn't mean to do it, I was this and it was that. And it turned out that actually he's talking about blocking the toilet, which is hilarious in itself. Um, oh, that, that is hilarious. Now, Otis, you know, hey, that is, I'm going to have to go back and revisit because there's a lot of <laughs> NXT. I, I didn't get a chance to watch. So that makes me just want to watch that clip, even if it's the, the segment <laughs> just with the him bit. and Regal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was good. But yeah, and then. You know, coming, you know, being him and Chad Gable, I think, bounce off each other really well. But there is oh, they do. reports that um, they want to push Gable more as a serious wrestler. And to be fair, the guy can go in the ring. He's really good. Um, he, he's deserving to be pushed uh, seriously because as much as the comedic stuff, that there, there's a place for it. You, you said it. Chad Gable's a machine. This guy can not only go, but... I think he he deserves to get like a title. I mean, this guy yeah, yeah. has worked no, so much mid card and underneath. I think he's due, man. I mean, I don't want to compare him to Kurt Angle because obviously, but there are parallels it, here. Um, it's not fair. Yeah, but yeah, yeah there are similarities because even Kurt on his show, it's not that I said it, he it was Angle. He said that Chad Gable's like the little Angle. I mean, he is you know. <laughs> the little angle <laughs> like that, yeah, something like that. He, I thought he said because you know everybody's saying he's shorter, but even though Kurt Angle wasn't as tall as a lot of the guys he faced, but compared to you know Chad Gable's a little be, bit, he may be small. You know, but, but I, t- whatever, I, I tell you, what, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if he called him little, but something like that. He'd have to go back and watch the interview. But not, he he compared him. What? Yeah, he's not as tall as most, but I tell you what, when he does that yeah. deadlift German suplex, you're like, holy! Oh my crap. gosh. It's it's awesome. I mean, yeah, but it doesn't matter whether he's as tall. He can he can get in there, mix it up with the biggest of, of competitors. I mean, Chad Definitely. Gable doesn't matter how big they are. When you can go and you've got his background and his kind of work rate, it's going to be. A, he makes even the bad matches uh, decent or good. I mean, he really does. He's got that kind of ability. Yeah, I think they're kind of teasing it, aren't they? And they kind of did it where Otis actually chose Gable, but then got distracted by. 
Uh, what's the name? Maxine. Maxine yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Maxine. Um, yeah, I remember this. Corey Graves said he he doesn't blame Otis for the <laughs> distraction. Uh, How many more times can that happen? Now again, does this happen at Mania? Probably not. I feel like this is going to be more of a. Where she comes, inter- she comes out and goes, "Oh, you've got to go the hand the hand models the pictures." <laughs> I love the, the yeah, it's funny, man. And also a little side note here: the next pay per view after WrestleMania is called Backlash, not fucking WrestleMania Backlash. And I'm like, thank God for that. It, it, it's 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 actually Backlash. Can you believe it? Oh my God! Hey, guess guess where it's at? It's in a it's in a Puerto Rico. That's a bit right. I will be. I, I will say that was a bit random. I'm not going to lie, but you know it is what it is. <laughs> but I, even I, so, I know it was. But I mean, I don't they, mean, they, I don't they're mean the a... ones that booked it. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's Bad Bunny. That's why, because he's got a Puerto Rican heritage. Yeah, so yeah. He, I, don't, I don't mean it. As, I don't mean. I don't, I don't mean it as a negative. I was just like, it's in Puerto Rico. That's a bit random. Okay, fair enough. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> oh, I, I, know I know. But I, I, I kind of was thinking to myself, yeah, that was kind of kind of out there. So I, I was like, you know, <laughs> either I was way, trying to the page view is called Backlash. I'm kind of hoping. That when we get to backlash, we have the old school swinging curves that they used to have on the old pay per views uh, when they used to actually yes. build sets. Not these, um, not these. All, I don't. They, don't get me wrong. LED screens are cool. They look cool. But I, I used, to, I miss the actual designs of sets and stuff. Um, you know, I love to see well, the swinging. There are some stuff I miss from uh, previous eras of wrestling, and I, I'm just gonna be honest i'm not as crazy about the whole uh, graphics of even with roman reigns showing the big figure of himself before he comes out i, I don't really care for that I, I i wish they would do away with it i think it's a good concept but um, i definitely miss the the set designs i mean one of my favorites so i think most people can probably agree to it to a degree but the old smackdown set with the fist coming out of it and stuff was so cool just to see um and again, it I think was. there's a place for LED screens. I'm not. I'm not disputing that. But like you said, augmented reality with the you know again, it is you know it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it adds to TV value, I guess. But I understand what you mean because. But when you see like SummerSlam, which I you I believe you were at this past year, um, uh, I was. Yeah. It didn't look like they had many screens. So when they come out to us at home watching, we can see all these like you know RK Bro and all, and all that kind of stuff and Roman Reigns. But like, there doesn't seem a lot of set design there, so it seems quite bare to a degree. So I, I do miss the. Yeah, it seems like it's pretty simplistic. Which don't get me wrong, yeah. it, not everything has to be complex. But I, I do agree that there was something to be said about like the old sets, like you'd watch old Attitude Era Raws or even Raws before that, or old pay per views, and it's like, okay, these sets are incredible. Well, I mean, there's some been some time and work, and I'm not saying that it's not like that now. Uh, evidently, it is, but it's just like. You know, there's just the differences, I guess, you know, and, and build all that everybody's got their preferences. Yeah, I just think, yeah, I just think it would be nice to see the old uh, pendulum back on the old uh, <laughs> on backlash. But, you know, and just like those set designs, I know we have WrestleMania. They had like the ship a few years ago and and they had yeah, the they roller did, coaster stuff. Tampa. Yeah. yeah. And they had the roller, sco- roller coaster stuff. Um, it, oh, where was that? California or something like that. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. There is something to be said about set designs, and I think there is uh, an element that it, it could add to what they've also got now. I mean, even SmackDown a few, what, a year ago, they had those like archway things for Fox at one point. They were quite cool. I thought at least it was oh, something. They, they did. I'm starting to recall now, now that you're uh, yeah. you're bringing it to my attention. Uh, very neat. There, there's a lot of those designs that, that will live on in our memories because we're so we remember them so fondly and uh I'm, I'm with you there's a lot of a lot of neat sets but once again I, I know it's a change of the guard change of the times however you want to say it and but it doesn't mean I, I always like it that's what makes us all different we all get our opinions it doesn't mean it's always bad but we we just like what we like yeah absolutely um as we're winding down here, actually, we've done quite well today, Tyler, to be fair, in terms of time. It's been really yeah, good. We, we are. We're actually not going too lengthy. Uh, there, there's no overtime, I guess, or <laughs> an extra stipulation, however you want to word we'll, it. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Not quite an Ironman match yet. Another couple of minutes yet to go for that. So. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not quite the Ironman match uh, <laughs> yet. Okay. Um, what, what's your thoughts on um, Logan Paul and Seth Rollins? They had a confrontation. A few weeks ago, and then obviously we did a. They had Impulsive TV this past week on Raw, which was random in itself. <laughs> but um, obviously that's his podcast. If anybody doesn't know, does a podcast called Impulsive, Impulsive. That's how it's spelled. Um, but him and Seth Rollins, I you know, even though he's a 
cocky turd, Logan Paul. Um, I'm actually expecting this match to be really good at Mania, but I mean, in terms of the um, this past week on Raw, what are your thoughts leading into Mania at the moment? I think it's going to be a great match. I think, like we've said before in previous weeks, it's going to be one that could that could actually steal the show. It's, it's got the potential. It's definitely present uh, between Seth Rollins, Logan Paul, and you know he is cocky. But I, I, I must say, and I think we all agree with this, he, he's making a great heel. He's actually reestablishing himself as a guy that's dislikable. Not that he he's got to because he's just naturally got that kind of arrogance, that attitude. Because you know he. And he, he does it on his podcast, so why not bring it like Miss TV? I mean, even through Shade to the Miz backstage, which was clever uh, as they were coming out. And uh, But, you know, he got the best of Seth Rollins, you know, showing the replay of knocking him out with the clown face. And then what do you know? They they get in a brawl. You get all the official security, Adam Pierce out there, and, and Rollins gets knocked out again. So he gets the better of Seth, but it, it's a good way to give Logan, you know, these uh, – small victories because he's going to need all he can handle when it comes to the grand stage of them all. I liked the fact that, you know, Seth let the crowd kind of sing his song, which is what's been a thing uh, in the last few months. But then instead of actually saying, I think he just went for Logan Paul straight away. We've heard enough talking between those two. And I like the fact that we didn't have to sit through another, not, not, and I don't mean, well, I suppose I do, you know, sometimes I don't mind the 15 minute segment at the top of the show, you know, you're building the show for the night and all that kind of stuff. But, We've seen these two go back and forth the last few weeks, and I think there's enough. So for Seth to actually attack him and start a brawl, I was into it. I was like, yeah, cool. So I'm, I'm looking forward yeah, to this some, one. Something was bound to happen after so long. Well, the fact that he got a lucky shot on him the last time they met, you know, they caught that yeah, one I lucky. Mean, he wanted revenge, and I, I thought it was kind of funny. We haven't seen the, the mic gimmick where, you know, somebody's messing with the uh, the sound control. And that was something else that ha- that also transpired. So, you know, even when Logan was talking his trash, but I did, it wasn't even that. I'm I'm with you. It was more the brawl and the action what followed. Uh, one last thing I want to bring to your attention. Obviously, you watched it, but I just want to get your thoughts on it. Really, we had Oscar and Belair team up against Chelsea Green and Pipe Niven. Uh, very quickly, Carmella not to be found. She was supposed to be there. I don't know much about what's going on there. I understand by all accounts that the match they're meant to be in. Well, the match there, they're meant to be involved with WrestleMania in some shape or form. So I don't know whether Carmella was off or whether she was ill or I don't know what was going on there. But um, I don't know either. But uh, uh, it was a lot uh, because you were thinking, well, Carmella and Chelsea Green just formed this team, or so we thought. And, and it's possible, like you said, with WrestleMania, maybe that that altered the plans. Uh, but no, I, I thought it was uh, pretty neat to see Asuka and, and Bianca be a team. It, it's not uncommon for opponents to have to be put into a tag team scenario. I like Chelsea Green with Piper Niven. I know it kind of, to a lot of fans, they probably like, well, how's this work? But I, I like the fact that they're different. And, uh, you know, Piper Niven, I think she's better when she's got more attitude. And I like that she's back as Piper uh, Not nothing do against Dewdrop, but come on. It's like the P. Dunn analogy. We knew her, especially you all in the U.K. and even us over here. We we know her as Popper. Come on. I mean, she was successful. But I'll tell you, Benny, uh, I'm just going to skip and cut to the chase. Bianca Belair, we knew she was strong. But my goodness, she picked up Popper and did the KOD. Yeah, my goodness, cool. and, and did it with ease. And it's nothing against Popper. I'm not disparaging her, but she's just... She's just a, a bigger lady, and I don't mean that in a bad way. She's everybody's just built different, but for for Bianca to be able to just like do like a deadlift or a squat type position to be able to get her up and just slam her and and execute that move was unbelievable. I'm just reading some stuff on the on um, Bleacher uh, Bleacher Report quickly, um, but in terms of the, yeah, the fact that she lift two drop up uh, not two drop sorry my bad Piper Niven. And did the KOD was really cool. Um, I mean, again, I'm not. I like Oscar. I like what she's doing. A little bit like with the. I'm, I think I'm more into the SmackDown Women's match than I am, and I mean that. As I said earlier, obviously, I said I wasn't overly in, you know, mm-hmm. impressed with it. But I think I'm more into the SmackDown one than I am into the Raw one. This stuff with Oscar, you know. But I'm glad that she kind of finally pulled the trigger, and there's going to be a bit more animosity between the two uh, people. In terms of Bianca yeah, there, and there's going to have to be it. I mean, with a match of this magnitude. But no, I, I'm I'm with you. I think everybody's as much as we like Bianca and Oscar. Everybody's looking 
more forward to uh, Rhea and Charlotte. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, again, hopefully, maybe the matches will do it justice, I don't know. Um, but at the moment, there's not been enough for me to be overly invested. I like Oscar's look, as I've already said. Um, and hopefully, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen with it, but that's the problem. I'm not like... I'm not sort of like itching to see these matches. There are a few I want to see. There's a few that haven't been announced, and as we've already talked about on the show tonight. But um, uh, it'd be interesting. I was thinking to say something earlier about Dominic very quickly. Was that wouldn't it be funny if they bring back the European title and put it on Dominic in that look that he's got going on at the moment? <laughs> that, that would be great. No, that would be just uh, perfect because with his look and the European title, I mean that would definitely be a different kind of European champion. But I would be supportive of uh, that type of idea. Yeah, I just it's something that came into my head as we were talking about Dominic earlier. I meant to mention it, but I forgot. Uh, just reading this, um, there's no particular reason why Mella wasn't on Raw. It does say, according to Bleacher Report, um, that she missed a couple of live events a weekend. So I know she was off for a little bit, wasn't she, because of some health stuff and some she, other stuff going yeah, on. So she was. I think she had some health challenges. So that that explains it. I just, i got to be honest, I haven't really caught up with a lot of the headlines. I did scratch my head the, the a little stuff a little bit. I did scratch my head a little bit because she was teaming with uh, Piper Niven in terms of Chelsea Green. But like, I was like, yeah, this is quite a good team, actually. That'd be quite a good trio with Piper Niven, Chelsea Green, and Carmella. It's like a trio. Would actually and be- it gives Piper Niven an opportunity like Chelsea would with Carmella because Carmella's been established and didn't leave WWE where Chelsea's coming back and you got Piper Niven actually returning and going reverting back to her, her older character. So I, I kind of looked at it that way. It also helped get each of them more elevated. I would like to see that as a group, actually. I think that's um, I think that'd be quite good. I think Carmella and Chelsea Green just fit together. It's just, they it, do. It they just do. works. I mean, they're they're similar. Yeah. Um, in terms of uh, Lash, uh, not Lashley, sorry, Bray Wyatt uh, again, according to Bleach Report, something that you said earlier. Um, apparently, there is an unspecified health issue, is why, and it's not been cleared up yet. And that, again, this comes from this is on Bleach Report, but it actually comes via. Meltzer again. So again, there's no way to confirm any of this, obviously. Well, you, you don't know. And, and I'm not just saying this because Meltzer's an easy target, but it's like with any of us, you got to be careful because you're, you're only getting so much of the facts. And I mean, we're that, that's the thing. I'll, I'll just be open about it. I mean, you that know, I, I even say that on the, on the weekly report. I'm like, hey, I'm not, I'm not burying anybody. I'll even take a shot at myself. We're, we're only <laughs> reporting based on other reports, you know, pretty much. We're just enthused about and, uh, the WWE and the wrestling. That's all it is. And we want to talk about it. And that's what we do right here on In yeah, the Corner. Me too. Me too. But I, I always want to be, you know, open about that because, you know, I'm, I'm in that line of business too. So I, I, I want to be fair to everybody. And uh, that, that's all. But yeah, we're having a great time. I mean, how can you not have a good time with Benny Mac? Come on. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, where yeah. can we find you doing your uh, weekly report then, Tyler? You know, and where can people follow you if they want to on the old uh, Webosphere? Oh, I appreciate that, Benny. Well, you can find me uh, on Twitter at DustinTeller86. The weekly report is always normally released on Sundays. Uh, it just pretty much covers the top five wrestling headline stories uh, involving anything to do, of course, with pro wrestling. You can also find me on WrestleBuddy, which that weekly report is presented by WrestleBuddy.com. Uh, you can find me also on this fine program in the corner. It's always a fun time with your truly Benny Mac. And back when, also another friend of ours, uh, the great uh, Scottish Danny. Uh, we're hoping to have a new episode actually tomorrow. So, uh, you know, doing a lot concerning Pal's wonderful network. And uh, don't forget about Josh DeBoard's great show, uh, RSH. Uh, that's the, I, I believe they may have a new show later this evening. So want to shout out to some of the other programs. I know Benny will run down some of the shows he's on. Also the Rewind Wrestling Radio Podcast. I'll get to join them again this week because uh, due to my schedule, uh, it'll be fun to join them again. The Uncensored uh, Wrestling Podcast, the Attitude Years, where we go back, revisit the, the old Monday Night Raws from that era. Uh, so we, we're hoping to do one of those soon. And then uh, Standing Strong with Wayla Myers, kind of non-wrestling related, uh, just a show about positivity. And I, I think I've got everyone covered because I, I try my best to remember mm-hmm. everyone 
And uh, that, that's it, man. Uh, and I, I'm sure there's a, a, how about you plug all the great stuff you're doing? <laughs> we want to hear about that. I mean, yeah, In The Corner, uh, obviously here on SGP Raw Media, at In The Corner, WWE on Twitter. Um, also, we have been, they've been coming out actually now, uh, is uh, The Waiting Room with me inside, uh, just going through one, one leap at a time, um, episode by episode of Quantum Leap, the original. I'm sure eventually we'll get to the new stuff when it finally hits over in the UK. Um, but, uh, you know, there's loads of other shows, WCW Nitro Nights, Chain Wrestling, back when, as uh, Tyler's already mentioned, the Doctor Who pod is just wrapped up, I think, season three. Um, and obviously, myself here trying to knock out a show at least once a week at the moment on a Wednesday. And also, we're going to try and do a few more bonus ones. But And like I said, regularly scheduled hostilities, RSH, all that's on at yes. SJP Raw Media. So, um, yeah, Tyler very much appreciate you coming on man i enjoy talking to you hopefully we can chat next week some more wrestlemania we are no no pun intended here or no no gimmick chase change here really but we are literally on the road to wrestlemania obviously yeah no we are <laughs> on the road and uh, hey benny i was just gonna say thank you and you're very welcome it, it's always a pleasure to to join you uh, mate i appreciate it thank you everybody for listening and we'll see you all again next wednesday for some more uh, in the corner with myself and hopefully fingers crossed Mr. Dustin Tyler over there on Twitter. Thank you very much, Tyler. See you again soon. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs>